Hello and welcome back to Finally. As you can see, I kind of switched up the logo a little bit. I wasn't quite happy with the old one. I liked it, but it didn't feel so me. Like it kind of did, but I feel like it was missing something. And I like the colors a lot better now. It's a little more calm, a little more me, and I'm really glad I did that. Also, at first, I was like, I can't change the logo. It's like number one marketing um, don't do is like change the logo. But like, who am I to say that? First of all, I don't know anything about marketing. That's just like what I feel like is important. And, you know, it makes sense. People won't recognize a logo if you change it all the time, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, five of my friends are listening to this. So I don't have to be worried about people not recognizing the logo of this podcast. And second of all, it's not that serious. I just get to do whatever I want. So um, I'm really happy. And I maybe will change it again in the future. But until then, I'm really glad um, what I came up with and... Adding to the logo, I also have a little bit of a change um, within the concept of the podcast. And that is that I don't want to limit myself to only talk about one specific topic each episode. And this is because I feel like there are some topics that I could talk about for hours And then it stresses me out that I feel like I have to narrow it down to like 30 to 40 or 50 minutes. And then other topics I really want to talk about, but I can't fill half an hour with these topics. And I just feel like it's a little forced to like research just enough information for one topic per episode and it feels like really like, I don't know, businessy and, and not like flowy me. So yeah, I'm really glad I came up with that. And that's just what we're going to do from now on. So what I'm going to do is I have a little bowl in front of me with a few little sheets of paper. Or rather like pieces of paper because they're kind of small. I didn't want to waste too much paper. Um... And they all have a topic written down on them. And I'm just going to choose one. If you can hear them. A little ASMR action (laughs) going on. I'm going to choose one and then talk about whatever topic is written down there. And yeah, I'm excited. Let's go. So this first little piece of paper says relaxing with two exclamation marks. (laughs) I, uh, where should I start? Now, I am in a situation or at a point in my life where at the moment, so many things are going on at the same time and they are all very consuming. Like, you know, sometimes you have a lot of things going on, but They're kind of like in the background and there's maybe like one or two things that are in the foreground and they're really big and huge and but you get to kind of like focus on one or two things 
that's not me. I have like four huge things going on at the same time and I can never really put one in the back of my head because they all require so much attention and energy. For example, I have a move happening. I'm moving in with my girlfriend as I've I think I've already mentioned in a um, previous episode and obviously this is something that requires a ton of organization, a ton of planning, a ton of emotional work as well. Not only because I'm a sentimental person and I kind of struggle with change but also because it's just a big thing. I'm moving in with my girlfriend for the first time and it's just on so many levels so emotional. And so, you know, a lot of things are like that are happening and so it's not just a move, it's a couple of other things that really take a toll on me and that I need a lot of energy for. And therefore, I also am in a space where I know I really, really need to take care of myself in terms of relaxation and like actively plan in on relaxing moments and on relaxing. Because if I don't, I will run out of everything, (laughs) of energy, of nerves, of just, you know, mental sanity so um relaxation is huge for me at the moment i've talked about relaxation a lot about with my therapist because i did struggle with it and i still do but i did a lot and this might also have something to do with my adhd which makes it really hard for me to sit down and have a quiet moment because I have this um, inner like drive that makes me do things all the time like I have to force myself to sit down and relax and if I do I'll just get back to doing something after like five minutes of sitting down because it's just how my brain works but also um, there are other aspects where For example, my parents are both really active people and it's not like I wasn't allowed to just lay on the couch and just relax, but it also, like, I was always praised for being active and doing things and, like, there was no bad intention with it. It just kind of, like, was how I grew up and when I moved out and like not had anyone tell me that I had to be active I was like oh my god I can finally just lay around all day and not feel bad about it but I still ended up feeling bad because I had never done it before and again this sounds really really harsh and brutal and like my parents would never let me relax it's not like that it's just I don't know, I just, we were really active and I always did lots of things and I kind of like had to experience that for the first time when I moved out. So, um, yeah, I never, never really learned how to like properly not do 
anything for a whole day. And I still can't really do it. Maybe because I'm just a person who also really gets to relax by doing things. Like, and this is what I wanna wanna come to is that I didn't know that there was active and passive relaxation for the longest time. And ever since my therapist told me, I, wow, like (laughs) it changed so much about how I think about relaxing and what like its actual meaning is. So I want to list to you what active and passive relaxation means to me and how this helps me relax in a way more like efficient way, even though I know this is sounding a little controversial because you don't have to like relax efficiently. You just have to relax and not everything has to be efficient, but still the concept of this really, really helped me understand it. (laughs) So as I just said, there is an active and a passive way of relaxing and both of these are equal the active relaxation isn't better than passive relaxation they're both just as necessary and oftentimes i feel like i cannot fully feel relaxed and recharged unless i have experienced the two of them and sometimes i'm in a space where i need more active relaxations Sometimes I'm in a space where all I need is to just be passive and relax in a passive way. So it really depends. It probably also depends on what kind of person you are. And as I said, what like space you're in. But for me, what I found out is that active relaxation is a thing. I didn't know this was a thing. And it's huge because... Obviously, there's passive relaxation. It's what I always used to think of when I thought of relaxing. And that was just like this picture of laying in a hammock at the beach, reading a book. Not talking, like there's no sounds. Maybe like a little wave beach um, moment. But, you know, nothing is really happening. You're just laying there you're snoozing, maybe you're reading, like, that was, like, the the craziest thing that, in my mind, like, in that, like, imagination of relaxing that could happen was for me to read a book. And while this can be very relaxing, it's just, like, this tiny piece of relaxation, and there's so much more, and I always forced myself to relax in terms of just lay down and read a book. And I didn't know that there were so many other things that helped me relax. In terms of passive relaxation, there's, as I just said, laying down, reading a book, meditating, listening to music, I don't know, people watching, watching the clouds, breathing exercises, or taking a bath, Maybe watching TV shows. Oh my god, that one's huge. Watching TV and or listening to audiobooks. All of that stuff where you don't really do anything. You just let yourself rest. You let your body rest. You let your mind rest. You're passive. But also there's active relaxation. 
such as exercising. Wow, this ugh, not always relaxing, okay? Not every time I exercise, I feel like it's relaxing me. Oftentimes it's not and that's okay, but sometimes it actually does. Cleaning is something that is so incredibly relaxing to me. I know this is probably really different for a lot of people, but I just love cleaning. It really helps me calm down and like find my inner balance again because I get to tidy and clean and everything looks nice and uh, I just love it. It's so good. Or also an active relaxation could be doing your hobbies. For me, um, something that really helps me relax is knitting or crochet or, you know, all sorts of like doing like paperwork and I don't know, drawing and all of that stuff that really, really helps me. But especially knitting and crochet are so incredibly relaxing. And I never used to think that this could be a relaxation since I am doing something and I'm using my hands and I am I have to think about which stitch I'm making and, you know, when do I want to switch colors and how is this pattern work and blah, blah, blah. But this is still so incredibly relaxing. Um, something else could also be going for a walk or even socializing. And I feel like socializing only can be a type of relaxation. If A, you are an extrovert, and I know the lines aren't like black and white with this. You could also be an um, introvert and, and have it like be relaxing for you. But I feel like most of the times it is like kind of an extrovert thing to do, <laughs> to feel relaxed while socializing. But for me it is. But B, also only if you are with people who don't drain your social battery. Like, for me, it only feels relaxing to be around people that I feel completely safe with, completely myself with, that I can coexist with as well. Um, so, like, keeping these two things in mind, I feel like socializing can also be really, really big in relaxation. Ever since I realized that there are these two things and ways of relaxing. It has just helped me understand my body and my mind so much better. So I hope it helps you too. Next paper. Overanalyzing every situation. Wow. So I just recently had a realization. And... Well, I, I was on the phone with a good friend of mine um, who also happens to be my ex-boyfriend, but I'd rather call him a good friend because he genuinely is. And I used to like introduce him to people as my ex-boyfriend, but it just feels so wrong to say that, not because it's not true. He genuinely is my ex-boyfriend, but that has like such a negative like vibe to it and it's just like you know what do you think of when I say ex-boyfriend a horrible person right he's not he's, he's really not I do have a horrible ex-boyfriend but um I have one and the other one I'd rather call a good friend because he is so um yeah 
I was on the phone with him and we basically, I was, he was asking me how I was doing and I told him that I was really stressed and I wasn't doing so good and, you know, we were talking about why I was feeling that way for a little while and he asked me like what, like, you know, the bigger reason behind it was or, um, you know, what the thing was that was behind it because most of the times when I feel like kind of like off or I don't feel so good, there's like a bigger thing behind it. Like maybe let's say I'm not feeling good about myself that day. I don't feel confident. I don't really, you know, feel good in my body. And there's like this bigger thing behind it of maybe, you know, I'm on my period and my hormones are going crazy. At the same time, I saw a TikTok that made me really insecure because someone, I don't know, commented on their weight and they have the same weight as I do. And then I also have been feeling insecure about it for like three years, blah, blah. I'm making this up, by the way. Um, And there's like this huge thing behind this small emotion and he like asked me what the big thing was that was behind my oh I don't feel so good at the moment and I was like you know what I genuinely don't think that there is a bigger and like purposeful meaning behind me not feeling so good because I'm just stressed because of the move and five other things that are happening at the moment and it was so refreshing to say that for once because if you are like me and you like to analyze every single detail of your life and think about it back and forth and back and forth and always try and find the meaning behind something and its connection to every other situation that has happened in your life and person that you've met and blah, 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 blah. It just makes you crazy. And I'm not saying that most of the time this isn't true because I feel like with most, you know, problems and issues we deal with, there is a connection to other issues you deal with in your life and other problems. And there's like bigger, the bigger picture But there really are situations where there's not. It's just simply something sucks and that's all. And it felt so good to me to just leave it like that and not have to try and find the meaning behind it and like having to connect it to some childhood drama that I experienced when I was six years old, you know, all of that stuff. Um, It's... not always necessary, okay? If you're like me and you like to overanalyze things, overthink things, sometimes there's no bigger meaning and that's okay. It really, really is. Okay, let's take another little piece of paper. This one says, it's okay to not have a ton of friends. Mm -hmm. This is something that I... You know, 
wasn't so sure if I wanted to write it down because I am still a little insecure about it sometimes. Like, I find myself in moments where I'm completely fine with it. I don't even think about it. It doesn't bother me at all. I'm even like, like actively happy with how many friends I have at the moment and what situation I'm in. And there's other times where I'm like, oh my God, I like barely have any friends. What am I doing wrong? (laughs) So like trying to find a balance between these two. And I think that I like eventually want to get to the place where I'm like, I'm totally fine with where I'm at right now and how many people I have as friends. It's just that it used to be so different and I used to have so many more friends when I was younger. And that just, I don't know, I guess it's just like hard to like see it change so much, you know? So when I was younger, I always had so many friends, especially in a certain like period of time in high school. Like looking back, I feel like I was friends with everyone. Not everyone, obviously, but you know, a lot of people. And obviously those friendships weren't all super deep and like, you know, just like really core connections. Because you can't be like deeply connected to 20 people at the same time. But I still had so many friends and I was invited to so many parties and, you know, always had another friend to meet and then this person and that person. And it just felt really good at the time. But looking back, I know that it didn't satisfy me in the way that I now know I want to like live with my friendships but you know socially it felt good because it is the way that we perceive as happy like having a lot of friends and knowing a lot of people and we just think of people who have a lot of friends as really happy people I don't know if this is like coming from movies or if it's just a social thing that we as humans just want to be connected and, you know, have as many relationships as possible. As always, if I'm talking about relationships, I don't only mean romantic relationships. Um, so, you know, I always know that it didn't quite fulfill me, but I did have like those um, stronger connections and closer connections Whilst at the same time having like a ton of like, you know, semi-close friends. And then it kind of started to become a little different as I grew older. And I found myself having less and less friends the older I get. Which I guess makes sense because... The older I get, the more I know what I want from a friendship and what I need from a friendship. And therefore, I am no longer in contact with people who don't want the same thing as I do for a friendship. And, you know, that makes so much sense. It sometimes just is hard to accept that that means that you lose so many people that you used to be friends with. And... 
I feel like something that also really adds up to this situation is that I am a person that really looks for very, very deep connections within my friendships. Now, I don't have to have a deep connection with every single friend and like every person I call my friend. But for my close friendships, I do want them to be very close and very familiar and to comfort me and that I know that like these are people that I feel completely myself with and that make me feel good and that I I have like a deep connection with and I know that this feels right to me I just sometimes struggle with the fact that that means that I don't have that many friends anymore like I don't have as many friends as I used to but you know at the end of the day it's what feels important to me and what feels right to me most of all and yeah I guess it really like also changes throughout your life and really like depends on what you prioritize and I guess it's okay that different people prioritize different things within friendships and you know you just have to like face the consequences of your priorities I guess I don't know I feel like as you can probably tell I still am insecure about this even though I know that I am handling it the way I want it to and the way that feels right to me and I guess that's okay as well like you don't have to be completely in balance and like confident about every aspect of your life but I also have to say that ever since I did make deep connections a priority for my friendships I have started to form and bond like with people in a way that I never have before and the people that I am close with now I feel so close to and so connected to um you know there's like this other side of it that's like all of the depth that you weren't able to give to these people before because you had so many other people which is completely fine like I'm not like um putting a value on it I'm just saying that there's like more energy that you get to give to these specific people that you are um closer with and that also opens so many new possibilities for those few relationships that you now have so much more time and energy to invest in and I feel like that's really gorgeous because I never got to experience that in the past where I had a lot of people around me and I felt like I was always like struggling to keep in touch with everyone and you know when I had news I always had to tell everyone and now it's different because they're already there and they know and you know it's just a whole different situation um why did I say that in plural a whole different situation um and that's a really beautiful aspect of it as well next paper piece I don't really know what to call them sheet of paper paper piece I don't know both sounds kind of wrong coexisting I already love the word I just this word sounds so beautiful to me do you know the trend where people come up with baby names that 
campy baby names because they are the name of maybe a disease or just something that can't be a name like maybe chlamydia but it would be a really beautiful name if it didn't have the meaning that it has so um you can't beat me on chlamydia it really would be a beautiful name but you know it's chlamydia so you know but coexisting for me also is a word that's like that would be a beautiful name I feel like that's a name that Kim Kardashian would name her child. Coexisting. But now for the actual meaning of coexisting. I love this. Like, just starting to talk about this, my whole body begins to, like, fill up with this warmth and just comfort. And, oh, it just makes me feel so good because... I honestly, there's nothing that I love more than to coexist with um, a person that I'm close with. Now, coexisting is basically just when you are with someone, maybe in the same room or in the same apartment, and but you still do separate things at the same time. So maybe you're reading a book and the person you're with is... I don't know, knitting, or they're on their phone, or they're napping, and you don't do the same thing, but you still spend time together, yet you don't talk, but maybe you do, like, for a few sentences, and then you're quiet again, and oh my god, this is, like, so incredibly, um, like, I treasure this so much, and it gives me so much energy and it relaxes me so much and I just love it so, so much. And it's such a beautiful thing to me that I didn't know was a thing. Um, For the longest time, I never used to do this when I was younger. But now I do. I do it a lot with my girlfriend. Um, But I also do it with um other friends and... It's just for me, like, one of the things that makes a good relationship is when you're able to coexist peacefully and both parties feel comfortable coexisting. Now, I really get that this can be very uncomfortable at first if you're not used to it. It probably could also feel like, ugh, something is wrong this isn't feeling good, we're not talking, but we're in the same room, but why aren't we talking, but we're doing separate things, this is awkward, it's really not. If I can give you one piece of advice for this episode, it's to try and coexist with a person that you're close to, and I promise that, like, the beginning of awkwardness is going to become better immediately and you just have to like get over the first moment of it being weird and awkward and silent and then you're able to like take a deep breath and just exist and coexist and just give each other the freedom to just be and let me tell you this takes away so much stress from any relationship Because you just have these moments or even hours, days, where you just both 
are at peace and you're doing whatever you're doing and it like enables you to recharge yourself so much if you're just you know are doing your little project on your computer and the other person is taking a nap because maybe you're not tired you don't want to take a nap and they are tired they want to take a nap and they don't want to watch you do that thing on your computer because they really don't care which is so fair (laughs) so you just coexist and you each do your thing and it's the most beautiful thing ever and once you're done you're able to reconnect and talk about what you just did or maybe you don't and you just start a new activity and maybe you start cooking dinner or whatever and it's beautiful It, it really is I love it so 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 much so those were all of the little topics that I wrote down for today I now want to move on to what I've been loving and I've been dying to talk about this because this is a concept that I have like had present in my life for so many years but I've never thought about it because it was just natural to me it just I just always had it so I never thought that not everyone had this up until recently when I talked to a good friend about it and she was like I love that you also have this and I was like okay I have to talk about this in the podcast and it's what I call the everything bag or the everything yeah bag is probably the best word for it bag or a little purse or you know whatever container you prefer And it's basically this little container that you have in your bag that contains everything you could need for any sort of emergency or even if it's not an emergency, just for any situation. So let me tell you what's in my everything bag. In my everything bag, I have tampons, a lot of tampons. At least one, but two for safety reasons or like maybe even like more. I have medication, different types of medication. All of the medication that I um, use every single day. I also have painkillers and sometimes if it's the winter season, I'll have like cough medication or maybe not medication, but like, you know, little like... um, cough drops and whatnot and um I have a little version of my favorite face wash and ever since I have that in my everything bag I'm just more relaxed in life because I know I get to wash my face every time I want to which is amazing also always have a pen with me lifesaver so good you always have to have a pen I also have a lighter in here. I don't smoke, but maybe someone else does. Or maybe I need to start a fire. (laughs) This isn't so necessary, but I just, I have a lighter. You know, why not? I have post stamps in here. Not because I use them on the go, but I, like, everywhere else, I'll keep them in my apartment. I'll forget, so I just have them in my everything bag. You know, it's the everything bag. It's fine. I also have a crochet needle. This is specific. Doesn't apply to everyone, but it applies to me. So I have one in my everything bag. I'll also always have some sort of lip product 
could be Vaseline, could be a lip balm, could be a lip gloss, lip oil, whatever. There just has to be something lip um, nourishing and lip balmy in there. And from as a matter of fact, I didn't have it in there today. I didn't have any Vaseline, any lip balm, anything. And it was a bad day because I opened my everything back. I wanted to take out the lip balm. It wasn't there. It was a sad moment. I had dry lips. Not loving that. I have a mini comb in there as well, which I never use, but I maybe will someday or someone else. I also this bag, the everything bag also is a bag for everyone else. So, you know, it's not just about me. It's about everyone that I meet every single day. <laughs> I also have Fisherman's Friend in here because not having any kind of like mint with me makes me nervous i also have a little um i don't know what to call this a little like ring that's like i don't know stimulating that you can like use and it's supposed to really help with like adhd and anxiety and stuff so i also always have that with me and i love it i use it all the time so this is just everything I have in my everything bag at the moment. This obviously changes throughout the year and, you know, whatever phase I'm in. I sometimes go through the everything bag and, like, take out stuff that I never use and, like, add in new stuff that I want to have with me all the time. But it's basically just this little bag that I always have with me. No matter how big of a bag I'm bringing, um, I'm always bringing the everything bag in whatever bag I have that day. And it's great. It's a lifesaver. And everyone else who has a little everything bag with them at all times, I would trust them with my whole life. I literally would give my life to them and let them hold on to it for a little while whilst I get a drink, whilst I'm on a holiday. I would just let them take care of me in any situation. If you do have an everything bag, I love you. I love you so much. So this episode's song, I actually have to look it up. I forgot what it's called. Okay, yeah, it was called Distant by B. Young. And I'm like listening to it every single day. The beginning of it sounds like an alarm a little bit. Like I was a little, like the first time I heard it, I was like, oh my God, where, where's my alarm? It wasn't the alarm, it was just a song. But now... Oh, I love it from the beginning to the end. Such a good song, such a good vibe. <sighs> I just feel like I can't listen to any other songs than like Afro pop and Afrobeat at the moment. I'm obsessed. So this is an addition to that and I've been loving it. All right, so this is everything for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, please take care of yourself and I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye!